0: Brother Mike leading our song service this morning. Our, our, sa- our song service is such a vital part of our, our service. Uh, it doesn't take place of the preaching. But I'm thankful that it gets our hearts prepared. It helps get us in a place uh, where we've got a song of praise in our heart and prepares our heart for the service. And it's important. It's vital. And uh, our church does such a good job uh, of getting... Uh, It helps me. It helps me, and uh, I appreciate it very much. If you consider yourself a visitor this morning, uh, we're thankful that you're here. We're thankful that you're here at Fairview Memorial. And if you consider yourself a visitor, if you uh, know what it is to be enslaved, and the Spirit of God dwells within your heart, uh, we want to uh, know that there uh, is liberty this morning to follow His Spirit and do as He might lead you. Uh, Our prayer is, is if you don't know the Lord this morning, before you leave, that you might know Him. That's my desire for you this morning. We we desire that if you don't know who He is, that you might before you might leave this service today. He's able to save, and He's able to save to the uttermost. When He saves your soul, He fills a hole and a void that's there. And He places His Holy Spirit, as Brother Mike said, He places it in our heart. And the Holy Spirit allows us to know that when we're lost, and He also allows us to know when we're saved. So this morning, uh, if you've come this way and you realize that you're lost, He's able to save you to the uttermost, and He's able to give you something that will carry you home. Um, I've got just a few thoughts this morning. I do desire an interest in your prayers. Uh, It has been a wonderful week in the Lord. I'm so very thankful and privileged, like I said, to have had the opportunity to go and help. And and I appreciate Brother Chuck. He uh, taught Wednesday night. We appreciate him being willing to do that. He's so good to help, and uh, he's such a good teacher. Uh, But as we were there at the church, uh, Sunday night services began. Come back Wednesday night and had the opportunity to work with Brother Dean Dyer. He was my pastor some years ago. I love him and got so much respect for him and Brother Mike Reed. And as the preaching was concluded, young man come to the altar area there, and something wonderful began to happen. The church began to work. And as that young man was on the altar Monday night, They called for an altar prayer, and I looked up, and that whole altar area was full of people. And there was people all around the house praying. And it was just a beautiful thing to sit back and see the church work. And this morning, that's uh, our job as God's people, and it ought to be our burden that uh, when someone is lost, not only uh, before they're seeking, I pray that we come with a prayer upon our heart for those that are lost, and a burden on our heart. But when they begin to seek God, as that song says, uh, we need to uh, build a wall of prayer around them and get behind them and pray. Now, uh, I know first and foremost that that prayer can't save them. But our prayer and our burden ought to be uh, to keep the things of the world out and praying that God might save them and uh, uh, that we just keep lifting songs of praise up in our heart uh, unto the Lord and keep pointing them to the one that can save them. Uh, keep encouraging them to seek the Lord. Stay all night if you've got to. Keep praying until you find Him precious to your soul. And when you're saved, He is precious to your soul. He's the most precious thing in your life. Keep seeking Him. It's a beautiful thing to sit back and watch the church work. Now I want to say this, and I want to encourage you that throughout this next week and as we begin to look forward to starting an effort meeting, if God lays something on your heart to do, I want you to feel free and at liberty to do that. It's important that we follow the Spirit of God. But this morning, I'll say this also, if God ain't leading you to do something, don't do it. It's just as dangerous to do something on your own than it is to be led of God. Be willing to follow His Spirit. Like I said, it was a beautiful thing to sit back and watch the church work. And I'm thankful that God passed by enslaved too. I want to take for our text today. Uh, we'll be reading from over in the fourth chapter of 2 Kings. Very familiar scripture to you this morning. Uh, for some of you, uh, as far as the Shunammite woman there, and we, uh, we're going to look at some verses of scripture uh, pertaining to her this morning. A uh, thought that kept sticking out to us. I will apologize. Uh, my voice is, seems like it's just about shot. Uh, but we're going to try the best that we can. As we would go back a little further uh, than where we're going to take our text from, we find here that Elisha was uh, uh, in Schuman and uh, there was a, a Shunammite woman there that was married, and she was well off. The Bible says that, uh, uh, that they were wealthy of some sort, and uh, she wanted to provide for him a lodging place just right outside of their home there. And uh, she began to uh, organize him and set him up a place for, uh, the Bible says, uh, a holy man of God. And uh, she placed in that place a little chamber uh, on the wall and let him... Uh, set before Him a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, uh, that it shall be, uh, when He cometh to us, that He shall turn in hither. And uh, tonight, uh, or excuse me, today, I hope that we are preparing a place uh, for the Lord, that He might be in our presence. I realize that as we began to think about our meeting some time ago, the church made a motion that we might move the date and and I realize that uh, maybe there are some that, uh, listen, I just want you to know my conviction on it, uh, that I, I'm ready to have revival when God's ready to have revival. Uh, I want to, to, to come and praise and lift His holy name up that uh, we might put forth the effort that God might send us a revival. But as I was thinking about this revival meeting coming up, there was a young lady that stood up in the back of the house and, and uh, she made a comment uh, one night this week, she said, uh, the night that I got saved, she said, I wasn't even supposed to be there. She said, I was scheduled to have surgery. And she said, our church had moved their revival date and uh, to accommodate this coming preacher. And when they moved the date to accommodate this coming preacher, she said, uh, her mother got upset with her dad. He was a deacon there at the church. And she said, why in the world would you set the date that week? That's the week that she's supposed to have surgery. And as she went to to the hospital to get ready for surgery, uh, something had come up, and they couldn't do the surgery that day. So the young lady ended up going to church that night, and she said that was the first night that she had come under conviction, and God passed by and saved her soul. So tonight I want excuse me, today I want you to understand that uh, when we put our hearts together, in the effort to have a revival and pray that God pass by, I'm not concerned about the date that we have. I just want to have a meeting. And I want to see souls sleep. So, today, as we look here at our text, she had uh, come before Him and... I'll go down here to the 13th verse. It says, And he said unto him, saying now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all thee. excuse me, what is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken uh, for the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done? And Gehazi answered and said, Verily, she, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her, and, and when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season, season that Elijah had said unto her, according to the time of life. Now, it says here in 18 verse, It says, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, uh, to his father to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he and he said unto the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him unto his mother, she sat on her knees till noon, and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him, and went out. And she called unto her husband, and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of thy young men, and one of thy asses, that I may run uh, to the man of God, and come again. And he said, Therefore, without will go to him today. It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled the ass, and said to his servant, Drive, and go forward. Lack not thy ride for me, except I I bid thee. And she went and came unto the man of God of Mount Carmel, and it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said unto Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and saith unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, And it is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, and she caught him by the feet, but Begazi came near to thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. And then she said, I desire, then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And I want to stop there with the mistakes, and we'll read a little more uh, just here in a moment. But my thought come here from the 19th verse, and he said unto his father, my head, my head, and said to the lad, carry him to his mother. And I want to stop there with our reading with the mistakes that we've made, and we find here that uh, Elisha had come to know this woman as she had prepared a place for the man of God that. He might be able to dwell there. And uh, she uh, had a desire in her heart that she might bear a son. And uh, the Bible says there that as they began to inquire what it is that she might have, uh, she had a a, a sense of almost uh, uh, a little bit of doubt in her heart, I guess. She said, now listen, don't lie to me. She said, if you give me a son, shall he live? And uh, so Elisha told him... He said, this season, about next time this year, she said, "Uh, you'll bear a son. Now, I want you to understand something this morning, uh, that when the church is working like it should work, and the church is operating in the way that it should work, to me, there's no beautiful thing in the world to watch than to sit back and watch God's people work. I'm not talking about the church building, but I'm talking about the people of God when they get a burden on their heart and they get a desire in their heart to want to see lost people saved, it's not only left up to the preacher. I I feel like a lot of times there's a whole lot of pressure put on the preacher. And yes, there's nothing uh, more important than the Word of God. Listen, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So the Word needs to be preached. Uh, They need to hear about Jesus. But my friend, when the church is working, God's people are working. My friend, there's nothing more beautiful to watch. Uh, They get a burden on their heart. They get a desire on their heart. And uh, we find here that this young lad is, I don't know how old he was. uh, I I read one commentator said maybe he was around six, seven years old. I don't know how old he was. But there come a time as he was out there with his father and the reapers, uh, he said, my head, my head. Uh, there was a a, a sense of uh, hurt that come upon him. There was a sense of trouble that come upon him. And I want you to understand something today. Uh, my friend, I, I can't tell you, uh, neither can this church tell you whether you're lost. Uh, we can't tell you uh, that you've been saved. But my friend, when God passes by you, and you realize that you're lost, you'll know that you're lost. There'll be something that'll change within you. Just as He says, my head, my head. My friend, when I was a boy, it wasn't my head, my head, but it was my heart, my heart. There's... Something that's wrong. And God began to work on the inside of me. Uh, See, that's where the change takes place. And He began to work on the inside of me. And my heart was hurting. It was broken. I realized that I was a sinner in the eyes of God. That's what happened. This young boy was out with his father and he said, My head, my head. There was a change there. One minute he was okay, he was fine, he was out in the field working, and the next thing you know, something changed within him. And my friend, that's how it was with me. One minute I was okay, I was fine as I could be, and then the Spirit of God, my friend, the Lord passed by, And He convicted me, and I'm so thankful this morning for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that it lets us know, and it draws us to Him. It began to draw me. It convicted me. It let me know that something was wrong. But He said, His Father said, He said to the lad, one of the workers there with him, he said, carry him to his mother. And this morning when I think of the old church, I, I think of her as a mother. She has raised me. She has taught me. She has instilled in me doctrines. She has uh, taken me and nurtured me. She's raised me up. Not only has she given me milk through the years, but she's fed me with the meat of His Word. And my friend, this morning, that's the way the church is. She's like a mother to us. She raises us up and she nurtures us. But he said, carry him, carry him to his mother. Carry him to his mother. My friend, there's no better place this morning for a lost person to be is to be around God's people when they've got a burden and a desire to see them lost. Excuse me, see them saved. Now listen, that doesn't mean that you can't be saved anywhere. You can. But my friend, there's power in God's people when they begin to pray and seek out God. There's power there. There's power in the church. There's power and my friend, I want you to know, Jesus said uh, when He went away, He said, all power is given unto me on earth as it is in heaven. My friend, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in His glory this morning. And my friend, He's got a desire that the church, my friend, when she looks to Him for help, there's power there. No, we can't save them. But my friend, we can be like those ones over there that had a friend that was sick. And what did they do? They uh, they wanted to get him to Jesus. So what did they do? They said, I've got to get him to Jesus. And they began to tear away the roof that they might lower him down to him because they knew if they could get him to Jesus, that Jesus would heal him. They had confidence in the Lord. They had confidence in the Lord. Listen to me this morning. I've got confidence in God that if you're lost, that He'll save you. I know He will. When you come to Him, and you go to Him, my friend, and meet His conditions. See, it's not about meeting Brother Casey's conditions. It's not about meeting the church's conditions. But it's about meeting His conditions. David said the sacrifices of God are a broken heart. A broken and contrite heart. A broken heart. The night that I was lost, I was broken. I was broken. My little old heart it was crushed. I was hurting. I began to think David said over there in Psalm in the Psalm's 116th vision of Psalms. He said the pains of hell begot me and he said I was troubled. Sorrow He said, the pains of hell come upon me. I began to think about trouble. You know, I don't know. I think maybe there's difference in trouble. Some people's trouble may be different than others. I've heard people say, well, Brother Cole, I I didn't necessarily fear uh, going to hell like you say, but I had a fear of separation from my family. I had a fear of this. I had a fear of that. My friend, there's fear there. Hebrews 10 to 31, I believe, says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. There's fear. There's fear. And when God passed by, I realized that I was lost and separated from Him. But I'm thankful this morning that I had one that was willing to carry me to my mother. I'm not talking about my earthly mother. But he got me around some people that loved me. That wanted to see me saved. They got around me that night and they began to pray. And began to pour their heart out. No, their prayer didn't save me. But boy, they had a desire to see me saved. He said, carry him to his mother. He said, when he'd taken him and brought him to his mother... He set him on his knees till noon, and then he died. My friend, I want you to understand something this morning. If you're lost, you are separated from God. And you need to be saved. But parents, I want you to know something this morning. There's not a thing in the world that we can do but pray. And it's something that God does. Church, you know that this morning. All we can do is pray for them. And we need to get behind them and encourage them. And if God leads us to go talk to one of them, we need to go talk to them. But listen to me this morning. If God ain't in it, we don't need to go. It says, when she went up and laid the lad on the bed of the man of God, she shut the door upon him and went out. I believe this woman took him to the man, uh, to Elisha's bedroom, laid him on the bed, and she shut the door and went out. She took him in there, not that he'd be hindered. Listen, there comes a, a time that, uh, listen, you've got to let them work it out. They've got to go in and work it out themselves. When a person's lost, suppose how long it takes them to search out God. Is there a allotted amount of time that it takes for somebody to be saved? Well, no. It's when they come to a point to surrender their heart unto God and ask Him with a whole heart to be saved, to look to Jesus and to trust in them with a whole heart. It doesn't take years and years and years of seeking, but it comes to a point when you've got to surrender to the Lord and lay your whole heart before Him. And that's when he comes in, my friend, and saves you. He's not looking on the outward appearance. I heard. A, I, I was talking one time to a a, a a man of a different denomination, and he said, he said, brother Cole, he said, uh, he said, you Baptists, he said, y'all are an emotional people. Well, listen, I'm not saying you've got to cry. I'm not saying any of that. But what I will say is this. When God passes by and He saves your soul, I believe this. You better believe it's going to stir an emotion in you. You better believe. I believe that your countenance will change. There will be a change there. Something has happened to you. There was sorrow. There was heartbreak. There was trouble. And my friend, when the Holy Spirit passes by and He saves you and He takes you from something dead to alive, I believe in all of my heart There will be a countenance that will change There will be joy there When God saves you The trouble that's there It's gone The night the Lord had saved my soul well, I was the happiest little old feller There ever was when I come up off that altar. Y'all remember what that felt like? The trouble and the sorrow that was there, it was gone. And there was joy. My countenance changed. No longer did I have a somber face. I don't even know what I looked like. No, I told my aunt the other day, I said, I can still remember what I was wearing that night. She took him up to the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. It seems to me even nowadays that uh, when a child is lost that mamas and daddies, listen, it's a good thing to be around them and pray with them, but you need to understand that what comes next is between them and God. It is important that you leave that work up between them and God. When a lost person, uh, somebody that goes down seeking the Lord and they raise up, listen, I can't tell them whether they've been saved. I can't tell them that. But God will reveal it to them. There's people that have told me their uh, experience before and boy, to get right down to the point, you'll think, boy, that person's been saved. But you know what? They didn't tell me that they've been saved. And it's not my job to tell them that they've been saved. They've got to trust in what God has done for them in their life. They've got to trust in it completely. It's not our job to tell them that they've been saved. It's between them and God. There comes a time that all we can do is point them to the one that can save them and then we've got to, to close the door. It says she called upon her husband and said send me I pray thee one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. It says uh, here in the 23rd verse and he said wherefore without gold today it is neither new moon nor Sabbath and she said it is well. I don't know when you'll become lost. I don't know what time that'll be but I'll say this and we hear it all the time. My friend, you don't have to be saved in this church, though I believe it's a good place to come. And I still believe that when somebody says, I realize that I'm lost, that the church gets behind them and they pray for them. God can save you anywhere. It doesn't matter where. It's when God gets to dealing with your heart. She told that servant, she said, drive and go forward and slack not thy riding, except thy business. She had a desire to get in touch with the one that she felt like that could help her. And my friend, that's what we need to do. As God's people, we need to get in touch with the one that can help us. We need to get in touch with the one that can convict our lost. We need to get in touch with the one that can save them. We need to get in touch with uh, my friend the Lord that He can pass by and we'll have a revival like we've never seen before. That He'll come in and, and listen, I know, and I don't mean no disrespect in that, uh, but listen, uh, this week's been good for me. I've been desiring to see somebody get saved. I've been hungry to see somebody get saved. Lord, would you pass by and convict our lost and save them. Listen to me this morning. Are you hungry to see somebody get saved? I'm hungry. I want to see God come through here and save every lost person here. And God can do that. He can. She bit him. She said, Lack not thy riding except I bid thee She had a notion to get to the prophet She went and came into the man of God And it came to pass when the man of God saw her far off He said Behold yonder is a human When God's people start making their way towards God Listen to me He sees them afar off. He hears our voice. He hears our cry. My friend, this morning, listen to me. Uh, When we begin, like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, but listen to me. I want us to have a meeting. And that starts with me. Listen. God, get the things of the world out from my mind just a little while. Let me focus on you. Let me focus on your goodness. Lord, let me praise you for the goodness that you've done in my life. Lord, I want to thank you for the salvation that you've given me. Lord, I I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given my life. And, And just come with a humble heart and a praising heart ready to lift his name up. I'm as, listen, I'm tired this morning. Physically, I'm tired. And I don't mean to stand before you and complain. But with God's help, we can go on. Me and Jessica was there at that meeting. We took the kid's and I told her the other night, I said, normally by now I feel like I'm just about ready to lay down somewhere. But I said, boy, this meeting's good. I'm not bragging when I say this. I don't want you to think I'm boasting. Monday night after we left that place, I climbed into bed. It was midnight before we laid down. And I didn't sleep a wink all night midnight. All night midnight. Uh, Monday night. I told y'all I ain't thinking right this morning. I'm not boasting when I say that. What I'm saying is this, all that kept running through my mind was those people that were seeking. All that kept running through my mind was, wow, watch this church work. Man, isn't it amazing? And every time I'd try to close my eyes, I'd wake back up. Finally, sometime through the morning, I finally said, Lord, I've got to go to bed. God can do that to His folks. And when it's like that, it's good. I'll move on here. She come to him. She threw herself at his feet. And church, that's all we can still do today is just surrender at Jesus' feet. Lord, I've got lost people in my life. Church next... Friday night, we're making our way up to South Side in Indiana. I've got a nephew that's never been saved. He's 15 years old. He said under the sound gospel maybe two or three times in his life, his mama was, my sister was saved in the same revival I was. I don't understand why she don't take him to church. But he needs to be saved. And he's told me he's going to come up there to that meeting, y'all pray for him. I want to see him saved. I want to see my I want to see my brother-in-law saved. He's never given testimony. I told him, I said, y'all got to stay on church 35 minutes outside your home. I want to see you go. In the 29th verse, it says, Then he said unto Gehazi, Grind up thy loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. And if thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any, salute thee, answer him not again and lay thy staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. It says that Ahazi passed on by before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, This child is not awakened. Elisha said, Take my staff. Go and lay it upon the face of the child that he may live. He didn't hear a voice or anything. Listen. It's our job to preach the gospel to them. That they might hear about Jesus. It's our job to testify into what God has done for us. But I can't save them. You can't save them. Even though I want to see them saved, I can't do it. She said, Lord, she said, Elisha, unless you come. Elisha came into the house, and behold, the child was dead and lay upon his bed. And he went therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself unto him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. My friend, this morning, there's nothing, no better, than experiencing the salvation of God. I don't know your heart this morning. But my friend, when God passes by, just as this young man sneezed seven times, which in my opinion signifies life, he was dead and now he's alive. He sneezed seven times. I don't know, maybe y'all are like me, if I look up at the sun too long, I'll sneeze. I don't know, but I'm telling you this, you need to look to God and He'll save you. And my friend, when he saves you, there's a change that takes place. Once you were dead, now you're alive. He sneezed seven times to signify that there was life. There was perfection. There was completeness there. He was made whole. He was alive. When I think about... I believe over there in Hebrews, maybe in the 11th chapter, it talks about the women by faith seeing the resurrection of their children. My friend, this morning, we need to have faith as God's people that God's going to save our lost. And lost person, I want to tell you this morning that if God gets to dealing with you, you need to seek Him. And I'm going to say this. That if God, when God saves you, well, it wouldn't. uh, That young man, that young lad was the one that signified that there had been a change by seven sneezes. Well, uh, I can't tell you that you've been saved. It's your story. It's your story to tell. It's not your mama's story to tell. It's not you. A daddy's story to tell. It's not your aunt's and uncle's story to tell. But when God changes your heart from being dead that He's made alive, it's your story to tell. Stand up and tell somebody about what God's done for you. Let them know about what God's done for you. Because unless you tell us what God's done for you, my friend, we won't know that there's been a change. It's your story to tell. So if God has done something for you this morning, signify that life that dwells within you, that joy, that the burden is gone. And my friend, God has placed His grace, His, His unmerited favor. He's placed His Spirit in here. Tell the world and let the world know. Signify that there's life. This morning, Elijah. Told her, he said, Thy son liveth. My friend, there's nothing greater than having experienced salvation. The Father said, Take him to his mother, carry him to his mother. Church, I want to ask you today, as this next week comes along. Wednesday night, I want to have, been on my heart, I want to have a conjoined prayer meeting up. I want us to have a prayer meeting for our meeting that's coming up. I want us to pray, God, use me. I want us to pray, Lord, I don't know where this one stands. I'm going to reach out to them. Maybe they'll come to meeting with me one or two nights. Get them to where they can hear about Jesus. Get them to where that they can hear about Him and His goodness and His mercy. His grace and how that He gave His life that through Him that world might be saved. Get them to where they can hear about a risen Savior. One that He conquered them. That through Him that we'll have life and have it more abundant. Get them to where they can hear about Jesus and how He changes their life. That through Him He's the only promise that we have. Get them to the old mother church. I'm thankful this morning for the old church and what she's meant to me throughout my life. See, it's, it's the job of the preacher who's been called to present the word, but it's the responsibility of the church to make sure the word gets out. They're the ones that had the great commission. That's our message this morning. Brethren, If you get us a song If God's dealt with you this morning If he's dealt with you in time past Come and seek God If God has saved you And he's given you a hope in here in your heart I'm talking about a lively hope Tell somebody about what God's done for you Let them know what God's done for you That'd be our message.